Welcome to the Let's Get Ready podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Spagnoli, and today's guest is the CEO and founder of one of my favorite brands, Coco Kind. Let's welcome Priscilla Sai. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Marissa. Hi. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to start asking some questions. I know. Um, I'm so excited. You're like, we we go way back. We go way back. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome to be here today. Right. Well, since we go way back and I go way back with Coco Kind, um, great minds routine alike. So let's get into what routines we're using today before we get into the interview. So what's the routine? Okay, so I just cleanse my face using the oil to milk cleanser. Um, I figured it'd be easier to do beforehand, um, but it, I love the oil to milk. It's, I, I did it on dry skin and kind of massaged it, and then I added water to wash it all off. But um, what about you? What are you starting with? I also started with that, but I wanted to give an honorable mention to one of my new favorite Coco Kind products, the AHA Jelly yeah. Cleanser. I've been using it for months now, but... You're so soft after you use that yeah. cleanser. It's one of my favorite exfoliants. Yeah. I know. It's so nice. And it's also just like not harsh at all. I actually like almost use it every day. It's in my shower. I was going to um, ask, is it okay to use every day? Because I'm tempted. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so totally. Nice. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's it's so, so gentle in the way that we created it. So it's, it's for a lot of people. It's an everyday cleanser, actually. Amazing. And then what are we toning with? So I am going to do a couple splashes of our rose water. Yeah, of course. That's right. like my ride or die. And then yeah. we're using the Ceramide Barrier Serum. Yeah, right? gotta have. She's an icon. And then, <laughs> oh my God, the newest icon, the RPC. This is like magic <laughs> in a bottle, I or yeah. in a jar. I'm obsessed. Yeah. And then what SPF are you using real quick? I'm using the daily today. Okay, I'm going to use the silk one because I have that one. And I love okay. the glow that this one gives. Um, so we can start getting ready and then I'll just start asking you some questions. Um, okay. My first one is what was your life like before Coco Kind? Like what made you want to have a skincare brand? Is that something that you always thought of yourself doing? So actually it's like the opposite. Like I literally never thought ever that I would have a beauty company. I think like if you asked the Priscilla 10 years ago, maybe not 10 years ago, but 15 years ago, if you told her that she would have a beauty company, it would be like, that's a joke. Um, I think like back, back when I was a teenager, I struggled so much with my skin. Um, and I always knew that it would happen because I saw my sister really struggle with her skin. And it was in teenagers to my early 20s really uh, have really cystic acne, like struggling every day with skincare would just spend a ridiculous amount of money on just trying to buy as like expensive as products as possible. Um, my skin would sting when I put moisturizer on. And so like, I seriously think the idea that I have a beauty company today is like so foreign to like, even the me like deep inside, like, I feel like even though this is my life, like I still, I still feel like that girl, you know, who is just like self-conscious of my skin sometimes and don't feel like I should. And yeah, I don't know, you know, it, it is just different, totally different like world that I'm in today and having grown into my confidence, but absolutely they, to answer your question, basically like absolutely not like never imagined myself having a beauty company. <laughs> that That's crazy. I think that's just so funny how far like you've come just thinking that you've never imagined yourself doing this. Um, yeah. You your past is in finance, correct? Yeah, I started my, I mean, 
honestly, I only worked in finance for four years. So people oh, wow. always talk about how I worked in finance, but it was like, it was only my, you know, 21 years old to 25 years old. So okay. it's basically, barely, barely did it. It's not like I was like this insanely uh, experienced, you know, person in finance, but I did go to school and I um, went to school and I, my first career was in finance. Okay. Um, that's a serious kind of leap from going to a yeah. job in finance and then starting your own brand. Um, yeah. What was that leap of faith kind of like and what got you through it if you had any doubts? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's like interesting because first of all, you have to like the the context is important, which is like the context being I was 25 years old. So I quit my job when I was 25 and, um, you know, started Coco Kine at like 26. Um, and I, you know, I think that's important because at 25, you know, thankfully I had some savings um, from my, you know, couple of years of working, but, you know, I, I definitely had like not a lot to lose, you know, at that point, I always knew I wanted to start a company. Um, and I felt really, I grew this like insane passion for ingredients and skincare um, and just like diving more into like what, how skincare products were made and the ingredients and pricing, like sustainability, all that stuff. But, um, you know, I think like the context being that I was 25, meaning that I wasn't that scared, you know, and, and I don't, maybe that was age, maybe it wasn't, but I do think it played a good part of it. And, um, you know, I really started this company with just like a ton of energy, not a lot of experience though. So I had to rely on a lot of expertise outside of me and I had to learn really quickly. Um, but there wasn't a lot of like fear. That's amazing. I feel like confidence is definitely key. And like you said, yeah. obviously I think age plays a part because when you're confident and you're a little older, like I have this, I got it. Um, totally. it's a little bit easier to go into. What was the since I'm not familiar, what is the process like launching a brand from scratch? Like having no experience, like how did you start that? Totally. I mean, you know, it's so funny because today, like it's such a different environment than eight years ago. I mean, people don't realize that I've been in business for eight years, you yeah. know? So the idea of like, even like the idea of like brands, like that didn't like exist like eight years ago, really. Like Glossier started the same time I did, you know, like that, that was like, this whole like indie brand or smaller companies coming to market through social media, everything like that didn't exist. So how I started is so different from how I would start today or how brands are starting today. And frankly, like if I had started with how I started today, um, I don't think we would have made it because I had like no, you know, expertise, no dollars, no marketing, like experience, like, you know, all of these things, like I didn't have, and you see companies come to market today and they're already like full grown ass companies, you know, like they've got a full on, like, you know, brand personality, their products, products are like, you know, everything like the, there's no evolution. And yeah. We, yeah. we had an evolution, you know, definitely. Um, I definitely agree that it's so much different now. Like you said, they just pop out perfect brands. Everything's branded. It's yeah. all done for you. And there's no rebranding, but Coco Kind had yeah. a rebrand at some yeah. point. So how mm -hmm. did you decide to rebrand? And I also think just the colors of your packaging are so interesting. And I kind of wanted to hear some inspiration behind that too. Yeah. Um, um okay. So we rebranded. So when I first started, I did the packaging myself. Um, I oh. kind of taught myself in design and illustrator and just fully did it myself. And 
um, you know, obviously was not a packaging expert and like, you know, it goes back to like this me starting the business. I did not have experience in these things. So I was just kind of doing my thing and like felt like, oh, I can do it. I'm, you know, a reasonably creative person, not the best, but you know, somewhat average. And so, you know, I, I just started it and as you know, the years been by, we I realized like, you know, Coco Pine has such a this like amazing identity, this amazing personality. And I wanted our packaging to reflect that. And it, you know, the old packaging didn't really do that. So we decided to rebrand, geez, what was that like? I think I honestly think it was only three years ago. Like I don't it feels like it's been longer, it was, but I don't Yeah, it definitely wasn't that long because when I first discovered Coco Kind, you kind of had this branding already, but I feel like it was yeah. right before I found you guys right. is when like before the rebrand. Yeah, I think it was 2019. Um, yeah, so it wasn't that long time ago. Um, and yeah, 2019. And so the reason was like, okay, you know, we are this like super warm personality. Like we as a brand, we have a personality. You know, Absolutely. We're not just a brand that's kind of like super like beautiful and background, like very statuesque. That's not us. But at the same time, we really you know simple elegant you know but fun and warm and everything and so that's where we wanted to like transition the packaging to be and a huge part of that was like simple packs like simple packaging simple text like all that stuff but having colors like that was a big part of like how we get to this like warm and fun and kind type of personality behind the brand and so with our choice of colors too it was really intentional because we were like, you know, those sweaters that you see, like, you know, the old, old Navy sweaters or like, yes. you know, those sweaters were just like different colors where it's not like it's like so like, um, like expected, you know, it's like when you see striped like sweaters, it's like we wanted it to be like that where it wasn't like so expected, like everything is pastel or everything is like blue or something like that, but it was like more unique. It is so unique. I was just telling my friend too, I'm glad that you brought that up. Like, it's like a weird red, a different yeah. yellow. Like it's not, not not weird, but like a it's pretty. It's just yeah, yeah, different. Totally. So it makes you look. And I just was like, I feel like these colors are so unique to your brand. And I definitely think it reflects who you guys are. Because you, like you said, you're just a warm and you're a fun brand. Um, and the packaging is really like what got me at first. Because I was like, okay, it's affordable. I was in college. I had no money for skincare. It's affordable. Yeah. Um, it's cute. It's young and it seems like the products are effective and obviously they are now that I know. Um, but another thing that I love, I think that makes you stand out is how transparent you are and you bring yeah. that obviously to your products and your social medias, but to your packaging, you have formula facts that show you each percent of what ingredients in it. You have sustainability facts that trace back the product and the packaging. What made you want to do that? Start doing that. And why do you think brands don't do this yeah I mean so I remember talking to you what was it in 2020 um and I remember talking to you about like you know this whole like backlash of clean which we used to call ourselves a clean brand right and there was this like all this backlash and yeah it's you know about this idea of like fear mongering and everything and you know there was a lot of validity behind that like argument um and but you know I could see it both ways, but there was a lot of validity behind that. And, but it wasn't just because of clean. It was, it was, it was 
you know, really about any claim in the beauty industry being that it's like so widely used and there's not really any real definitions. There's not a lot of regulation behind these claims. And so for us, we wanted to like get rid of those, like just like the simple claims and like show that actual work um, because that is like so much more telling than just being like, oh, we're clean or oh, we're sustainable. And by the way, what do those things even really mean anyways? And so, you know, that's why we decided to have a formula plan. So we actually decided between putting like exact um, percentages or we do what we do now is we do buckets, you know, here ingredients, carriers, humectants, preservatives, like things like that, because we wanted also people to understand it. Like if, you know, I'm looking at our, um, our like uh, vitamin C right now, but if you said like, Oh, like, you know, betaine, you know, that's in our humectant section, right? Like people don't know what betaine is unless you Google it. So we kind of wanted people to understand, but like, we feel like we can educate on what humectants mean, you know, and then they can see what bucket it lies in or preservatives or pH adjusters or whatever it is. So um, it was important to us that we just show people our work and, and instead of just relying on a claim. Um, and why I don't think most companies do that. I mean, you know, I think that we as a company, we've grown up in this environment where we're so lucky that we don't have things to hide. Not that other yeah. companies have things to hide, but it really helps. Like this is the company that I created with this intent of sharing and just being on consumer side. So like, there's just really not a lot that I would not, you know, just be willing to like throw up a video or put it on the packaging. And I think that's just core to our DNA, which isn't the case for most companies. I agree. I agree. And I was going to say too, I just, your transparency, I think is what my favorite part about you guys. And like you said, I love how you do brackets for the ingredients, because like you said, it explains it in such simpler terms for someone who isn't well-versed in skincare. And I think your blog does a great job of that too. That was something I used to read. I mean, I still read it, but when I was learning about skincare, I would always look to your blog, or even if I would Google a a question, the Coco Kind blog would come up and it just, you guys just explain things in the best way. So anyone can understand it and you're still learning. Um, and I also just think that brings a lot of like community to Coco kind. And I know like when you're a Coco kind follower, you're like a ride or die. All my friends are ride or dies now that I like got them on it. Um, and I also love how you bring in your audience, your followers and your consumers on product launches, because Mm. that's who you're selling to. You want to know what they what they want, what they're looking for. Could you kind of take us deeper into what it's like to launch a product and stuff like that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, but people don't really realize, but like launching a product is um, an entire company's effort. Like it's, it's really the, one of the largest work streams our company does as a whole company right like it involves every single department um so first starts with product development you know and and, uh really thinking about what do we need in our portfolio what is missing you know how can we add value what's unique that we can you know really have be like a unique product that's actually additive and so it starts with that we dream that up we go through multiple, multiple, multiple rounds of iteration, you know, sometimes 30 rounds, but maybe sometimes it's only five, like it, de- it depends on, you know, how simple, complicated something is. And then once it's past that, then it goes into all the testing, efficacy testing, safety testing, stability testing, all that stuff. 
you start having bringing your operations team to start purchasing things. You know, every ingredient has a different lead time. It's crazy. Uh, every packaging component, every box, label, everything. Like it just there's so much logistics behind that. And then you know that that entire process between product development and operations, just getting everything ready and to like produce. That takes about you know anywhere between a year to two years. Um, then you have everything, you know, you produce it. And, you know, by the way, in between, we are doing so many, like, pulling consumers in to either sample, test it, survey, whatever it is, like, multiple points throughout product development. And then, you know, we produce it. That can take three months by itself. Um, but most of the time, it takes, like, a month between all said and done. A lot of times we're visiting, you know, we're, we're actually going to, to site and checking in quality, um, testing it. There's, we have a team on site, obviously, but a lot of times we'll have to fly different places. And then, then we bring in the goods to our warehouse, our third-party fulfillment center. And then that's finally, okay, we're ready now to be shipped, whether it's to consumers or to retailers. So it's just like really insane, you know, timeline. It requires like a crazy project management, basically. That is, a, that's a crazy timeline. I feel like no one actually tells you like the process of launching a product. Like I always thought like, I don't know. I'm like, did she wake up one day and say, I want an oil to milk cleanser and then they made it. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know how she came yeah. up with that. But that, yeah. that is so interesting to see just the backstory of what that looks like. And I think it's so cool that you bring people in on that can you tell us like what was the most fun product to make and the most difficult product to make that you've made interesting um so you know SPFs are always very hard to make um just generally and I'm just like talk about our resurrection polypeptide cream as like a pretty difficult product to make too because we were like really trying to get target like a Goldilocks formula that was like a rich cream because it's a rich cream it's supposed to be a rich cream uh, but like that didn't feel greasy and we wanted to kind of like you know so you don't want you want it to be like really great for most people you know for some people it might be too heavy for them but we're going to categorize it as a rich cream so they know hey you're not getting a lightweight cream yeah. but we also don't want it to be too light where it's like the people with dry skin are like this doesn't do that much for me you know we know that there are going to be some outliers but for most people we wanted it to be this like pretty goldilocks formula um and and so it took like several several iterations that's so interesting so then now we have the products and it's so inspiring to see you guys grow. I found you guys on full lane, like from college. That's how I oh discovered gosh. you guys. Um, yeah. But it's so cool to see you in Ulta in Target. What is that like? Was that like a pinch me moment when you saw your products in a store that you probably shop at all the time or I shop at all the time? Yeah, I shop at all those stores all the time. Um, I am like such a crazy Target person. <laughs> right. And I love Alta. I grew up like really close by both the Target and Alta. Like I grew up in the suburbs of the Midwest. Like that is like my true like place where I thrive is like literally a Target or an Alta. Like in a strip mall is even like better. Like oh yeah, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, Home Sense. That's my happy place. Literally, my home like a mile away is a TJ Maxx and a Target and in Alta. And so it's like my heaven. Um, I go back every single time. And uh, yeah, it's it's so fun. I think, you know, when I go there, honestly, what comes to mind is just like the insane amount of work it takes to get there, you know, like not just from the product standpoint, but like everybody, like, you know, it's an insane, it's like people don't realize it. It's like, it's such an insane um, task to even ship 
to even ship the retailers their product. Wow. Let me tell you, it's a whole team. Like it's a whole, <laughs> like there's a demand planner. There is a logistics planner. There's a, you know, people at the warehouse actually, you know, packing and everything like, and to do that well, it's like really hard. So I actually think when I see that, I'm so proud, but I automatically go to like, oh, like logistically, this was tough. <laughs> You're like, I can't even look at you anymore. No, that that's interesting because it just, I feel like a lot of brands, it just looks like you popped up and it's easy and they yeah. just buy it. Literally, who knew? Um, yeah, who knew? That's wild. Who knew? Yeah, you you know too well, <laughs> a little too well. Um, and like I said, it's so amazing to see your brand grow and you grow, you grow in your success. Um, but the question that I always like to bring up to my guests, um, I like to bring up the Chris Jenner quote: "If someone tells you no, you're talking to the wrong person." Has anyone told you no on your journey, your your career, your career journey that you knew was a yes? And how did you get that yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like. Oh, there's a lot of no's so many no's almost every single one of our yeses was a no at first I mean let me tell you for real like you know uh, in the beginning I remember this one um broker that I really wanted to represent us to sell to retailers like we said no because she said that um our pricing was too low and that no one was going to believe that it was a quality product that was like one of the most iconic no's that I got you know in the business that I'll never ever ever forget um, I got no's for, you know, expanding to target in stores at first. I got a no for Alta in stores at first. Um, I got a no from, you know, so many, you know, like some small things, right? Like, um, when we were smaller, like think about how many no's that we got when it was like, Hey, I'm a brand. I want reaching out to another brand, wanting to do a giveaway or something flat, like things like that. When like, you know, and it was like, now people like want to do that because they know how amazing our community is but like we got I mean there's been so many no's across the entire business really um almost everything we have it started with a no actually that's that's so interesting to hear just because like I said sometimes you see these successful brands and you just think that they were always successful or they always got a yes and not that I'm glad that you said you've gotten a lot of no's but I think that could help someone else launching a brand because Sometimes hearing a no can be detrimental to someone and be like, okay, I, if Target doesn't want me, yeah. like, what am I going to do? Um, and I just think that it's just so cool that you just put in the work and you just didn't stop and you're like, nope, I'm going to get this. Yes. And yeah. I think that's so inspiring. Um, and I was like, Coco Kind is actually one of the, the first brands to give me a yes. I was, I DM'd you guys at like not even 8,000 followers. I'm like, I don't know why you want to work with me, but hi, I love your products. I've been using you forever. And then when you guys sent me like the first box, I literally cried. I was like, they trust me with this. Like, I can't even believe it. But um, it's amazing to see you come full circle and us come full circle too, which I think is so cool. Um, Absolutely. What is the best part about having your own brand? What's your favorite part? I mean, you know, people who know me know that like, I'm just obsessed with Coco Kine. Like, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. You know, I'm in my bathroom right now and like, I, if you're talking about skincare, like I literally do not own, I do not own another brand skincare product in this house. I don't blame I have, you. I was going to ask you that. I'm like, I feel like as a founder, like I would have to, I would just have to use my own brand. You know what I, I mean? I, I don't blame you. I literally only use Cobapine or things that we're developing. The only thing that I see other brands right now are I have a sunny space lipstick, I have a Fenty eyeliner, a Benefit eyebrow thing, and an Ilya foundation. Like, that's literally it that I'm looking at in my entire bathroom. 
right now. I feel like that's iconic. Like I look at my skincare as like my little trophy. So I can't imagine what you look at, like probably like your little babies. Like, I mean, you have real babies, but still. Yeah. They're your first. Yeah. Baby. I'm just obsessed with it. I think, you know, just it's been a huge part of my life. I mean, you know, I've grown up with this brand and, um, you know, I take that like so seriously. I'm so proud of everything we've done, all the failures, all the mistakes, all the no's, like all that stuff. And so, you know, for me, it's just like a deeply personal brand, you know, and I, and I, I think that's why people feel like there is personality with Coco Pine because there's a lot of our personalities, like our team's personalities, my personality in this brand. Um, it's how we express ourselves. Yeah. No, it's so evident that all of your personalities are there. I also love how on the majority of your social media is like you include your staff, like the people that work mm-hmm. for you. And I think that's yeah. so much more interesting as a viewer, because as much as we love influencers, like I want to hear how to use this product from the person who made it or the person who works around it all yeah. the time. And I think you guys just do such a great job of just explaining your products, how to use them and all that. Um, so now for some fun ones, what do you think yeah. is the most underrated Coco kind product? What do you wish people talked about more? So turmeric illuminating solution, I think it's just such an amazing product. Um, and it's a really gentle exfoli- exfoliant, uh, 7% blend. And it smells like turmeric. It's so good for brightening and softening, all that stuff. And um, yeah, I just feel like that one needs to get more hyped all the time. I'm always feeling like that. And I'm like, this is like an amazing product. <laughs> it really, that that's a good one. And then... I feel like my underrated one would either be the AHA jelly cleanser because I'm like, yeah. more people need to talk about this exfoliant sure. or yeah. like the, the first product I ever bought was the My Light Highlight. And I'm like, yeah, I know. She's iconic. Like she's one of my holy grails. She's, oh my God, oh. it's so good for the summer too. Just just that. <laughs> and that's all you need. Oh. It's one well, of my you favorites. You know that we discontinued that, right? Is that why? Stop. Is that why I can't find it? Yeah, so- well, it's so funny you say that because, like, I'm obsessed with our highlighters, too, but, like, no one bought them, Marissa. <laughs> I'm like, do you have any leftover? <laughs> no, that's funny. No. <laughs> like, um, I was thinking about that the other day because I, I also still use my life, but sometimes I feel like a cheek because I'm like, I feel bad because no one else can use it because we're not selling anymore. Um, but I actually do want to bring them back in a sun form. I really do. Please. Um, but I have some that I can send to you. My oh, I, I was joking, but I, I'll take anything. That's just funny. Um, I had no idea. I'm looking for it. I was in Target today and Ulta. And I'm like, where is this highlight? I'm like, I need the highlight. That makes sense. Um, well, since we're running out of time, I want to just ask one last question. Um, what is your favorite piece of advice or business advice that you can leave us with? So I think my favorite advice is just start small. Um, people get starting a company is so overwhelming. Starting anything is overwhelming, whether it's a new job or new anything, right? And so, um, but when you break it down into really small actions, you can get so much done. And I think that's important where you don't think about it and you're like, oh, how do I make this company full of, you know, a whole routine of skincare? It's like, no, it's like literally today, how do I figure out what the formula hero ingredient should be, or how do I figure out what color the label is going to be? Like start really small and you just chip away at it. And that's how I created this company with almost no money of like, we didn't launch with any like significant dollars. We launched my savings. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about that where, you know, a lot of people feel like they can't start a company because they don't have all of it together, but you don't need all of it together at first. You know, you can start small and work your way up. I think that's great advice. I think, like you said, you see this and you just think, 
like, how do I launch this? Or some people will just view it as like, they just came up, like I said, but I think those little moves every day can be life-changing. And I think that's great advice. Exactly. Thank you so much for being on. I loved talking to you. Of course. This is so fun. I could do this like all day. Oh my God. Well, there can always be a part two. (laughs) Well, I feel like we can we do a part two. Okay. This is only for you. Like, because I know, like, can we do a part two more so where we do like what skincare would a real housewife character use? Because I am like a major Bravo person and I know that you are too, because obviously I want your content. (laughs) I feel like that would be like iconic. Can we do that? I was going to say, this was just so quick. Um, I would love to just like hop back on. It doesn't have to be anytime like ASAP, but you give me a date. And we'll do a little game for this and I'll add it in. Cause this was really quick. And like, I'm so glad we covered everything. I would love that. Oh my God. Real housewife Coco kind awards. Amazing. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh my God. Well have a good rest of your day and we'll talk about the game soon. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Happy holidays. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye.